listening to Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 77 with my very special guest, Kurt Vanderhoof from Metal Church. Now before we go into the interview, I have a very few special thank yous I want to give out. Now first of all, a big thank you to Marcel Yamuni for the new intro track for the podcast. It's a great song called Monkey Fingers. Now I do have the link in the show notes if you want to hear more of Marcel's playing. You can go to his website, buy the album. Now, if you do want to know more about Marcel, check out episode number 13, where we sit down and talk about his album and his playing and influences. Now, another big thank you to my brother in America, Chris Lowe, and his daughter, Izzy, for doing the new intro for the podcast. And Chris is also featured in my advert for the Roach Music School. So listen out at the end of the podcast for that one. Now, my website is also updated. So if you want to listen to all the podcasts and check out the other guests that have been on go to becomeaguitaristtoday.com and be able to see a list of all the podcasts where you can listen to straight from the website and one last thing I have done I've actually made up a a playlist on Apple Music so anyone on Apple Music if you want to hear all my guests in one playlist the link is in the show notes so you can go straight to there and listen to all the guests that have been on now for all those people in Australia there are some great concerts coming up including this week. We have my guest today, Kurt from Metal Church. They're performing around Australia, so check that out. In September, we have Danko Jones, who will be joining me next week on the podcast. In October, we have Backyard Babies with my guest, Dragon, from episode number 73. Also in October, we have Teruli and Leon Rhapsody with guitarist Luca, who is on episode number 72. And last of all, we have in November, Gang of Four, with guitarist Andy Gill, who will be on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time. So some great concerts coming up around Australia with some really good guitarists. So make sure you check them out. So in today's podcast, Kurt and I talk about writing music for all the different projects he's going on at the moment, including a new solo album, which is coming out really soon. So let's go over to the interview now with Metal Church's Kurt Vanderhoof. Oh, is that Kurt? Yeah, this is him. Yeah, it's uh, Adam Roach here. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. That's uh, good. Uh, thanks for doing this for us. Oh, hey, my pleasure, man. Looking forward to coming down there. I've never been there before. Been wanting to my whole life. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, yeah, I can't believe you guys have ever been here. To Australia. <laughs> you know, right? After all this time. Yeah, it's a long, <laughs> long time. So it just, just never worked or just never happened? I, I, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe it never came across anybody's radar, but I started, you know, making everybody know, hey, we need to go to Australia. We need to go down there. Never been. Everybody everybody else goes. All our friends go down there yep. and play, you know. <laughs> it's like, hey, why not us? Yeah. So I raised a little hell and told our booking, you know, told our manager to get on it. And this time he did. That's good. And congratulations for selling out the, yeah. the, the one of the Melbourne dates, too. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's a real, that's really flattering. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm from. I'm from Melbourne, so I'll be there for sure. Oh, right on. That's great. Well, we can't wait. Yeah, that'd be really good. So you bring down the lineup that's on the, the last two albums, aren't you? Yeah. I watched one of the gigs last night. It was on uh, YouTube. and it was, it was amazing. Great show. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, we've been doing the festival thing. We head back over to Europe next week again for four more festivals, and then... Uh, we come back and then we uh, kind of prepare to get down get down your way. So you're doing Japan as well on the way here? 
yeah, two shows in Japan at uh, Club Cheetah, yep. and then we fly direct to Melbourne. Ah, right. The album Damned If I Do, what, 2018, wasn't it? That came out? So late oh, yeah, December. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Great, great album. I had to listen to it you know, during the week, and yeah, a really good album. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. The ones that really stood out for me is probably the ones you did the film clip for, you know, By the Numbers and, and Damned If I Do as well. Oh, right on. Cool. So By the Numbers, did you write the music and lyrics for that one? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I wrote, all, I wrote all the music for the whole album, and then Mike and I kind of worked together on the uh, on the vocals yeah that's no, so a really good song i mean it's just the you know the meaning behind it and everything it's very true how you say you, know, you wake up <laughs> you do rely on numbers eh? what's my pin what's this <laughs> everything so everything that's right yeah and just what time uh, is it how much money do i have yeah you know, it's like you know my cell phone my cell phone my computer email the guy ah! <laughs> it's true but that really got me thinking yeah. about it yeah you know, after listening to it i wake up and oh yeah i've got to open my phone yeah pin number Got to call someone. Numbers. Yeah, yeah so. pin numbers. Well, nobody remembers phone numbers anymore because everybody's got cell phones and you just hit their name. Yeah, that's so right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, we used to have to remember phone numbers, and now we have you know pin numbers and bank yeah. account numbers yeah. and passwords yeah. and yeah, and, and great riffs too. Great, really good song. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So basically, with your, from the early days of Metal Church up to now, you've always been writing songs, haven't you? Because I noticed, like, you did the first, was it yeah. two albums, and then you're still part of the, the band as far as writing, and then even with your other projects, like your solo one, and then um, the other band you had, uh-huh. uh, was it the Presto Ballet? So you just continuously yeah. writing. We still have that, too, yeah. Oh, you still got that going? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just put out our sixth album. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Our sixth album came out, and we're uh, probably going to start a new album, maybe in the spring. Yep. Yeah. So, and do you write all the songs for that as well? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Well, you keep very busy then with your writing. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose having your own studio makes it a lot easier too. At, well, that's the whole point. Yeah, I have it a studio, and you know, so I can write, and then just keep just keep doing it. And that's you know, that's why I have to have all kinds of different outlets. You know, so metal church, I can do get my metal yeah yeah's out, and then yep. presto, I can get my seventies prog stuff out. I've got another solo album coming out probably around November where it's just me, but it's just 70s style, just classic guitar rock, like Ted Nugent yep. kind of stuff. Just guitar, real basic meat and potatoes guitar rock. I'm doing, that'll be coming out probably November. Yeah, oh, that's excellent. With the, the studio, do you get other bands in there as well to record like yeah, other people? Not no. very often. I do sometimes on occasion, but most of the time I, I used to do that a lot. But I, I realize that that for me, unless I'm really, unless I want to work with the band, yep. unless I'm really a fan of the band, just doing that for you know for income is you know then you work you know people hire you and they suck and then they want you to make them sound great and yep. you can't yeah. you know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, it. Like, so running a commercial studio sounded great on paper until I started doing it and yeah. then, then it was like oh no I'll bring the band in if I like them. Yeah. You know, if I check them out, and I know I, you know, and I like the band. Then I'll, then I, then I love to do it. Then it's fun if they're really good. But just to do a commercial studio, nah.
so basically with most of your songs do you get most of your ideas from the like the guitar riff first or like the vocals or? i always write music first occasionally i'll come up with a song title yep you know i'll come up with song titles and i'll write those down you know and then and then i can apply it to the music that i wrote because I, I for me the music comes first and then I, as i'm writing it or putting it together then i can hear how the vocals go and then i can kind of decide what the subject what it could be about or what it could say after the fact you know yeah for me that's that some people work the other way around and as far as writing like for metal church or presto ballet do you ever come up with riffs and think oh this one would be better for that band or this one's better for the solo project or yes all the time oh really <laughs> every <laughs> time if i'm writing something going okay Wait, but I, you know, that's if I, but usually if I sit down to write, you know, okay, okay, now it's time to write metal church stuff. So then I'll go into kind of shift gears into metal mode. And then it's like, okay, now if it's time to write presto stuff, then I'll go into that mode. Yep. But that's why I kind of wanted to do the rock album because when I sit down to play guitar, the stuff that's on that record is what comes out of me without thinking. Okay, yeah. That's just when I play, I'll play a riff. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, I got to I got to get this. I got to do this. And it was just it just came really fast. And that's, you know, just a riff like that. You know, just that again, that when I don't think about it, when I'm just sitting down to play guitar, guitar, just old school rock comes out without okay. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you must get that sometimes where, you know, it's maybe a little bit heavy or not as heavy. And you think, oh, which way do I go? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, okay, well, this song needs a home. Where is this going? No, I'll just kind of sit down and go, okay, I'm just going to do rock stuff, and I don't even think about it. I'll just start playing. It's like, oh, I like that. I'm going to build on that. Yeah, and and with your songs, so do you write both guitar parts and then show it to the other guys? Yeah, I write pretty much all of it, and then everybody else puts their stamp on. You know, they're like, Here, here's the rough idea, then they can expand on it. You know, same thing with drums. You know, I'll, I'll write all the drums and then, but they're very basic, you yeah, know, yeah. and then obviously a real drummer will, will come in and make it real. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, actually, I think I saw an interview that you, you were talking about that, how you like to record the real drums, you know, rather than just samples or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes re-triggering has gotten good enough to where you can do it, as long as it doesn't sound fake. Yeah. As long as it sounds real, yeah. then I'm, I'm all right, you know, but, but the thing is, like, everything now is so, you know, pro tool to death. I don't like... I just, I don't, everything's just so stiff. Yeah. Because everything's all per- perfect, and it's like, it's not supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to push and pull and, you know, and speed up and slow down a bit. It's supposed to do that. Yeah, that's and right. That's gives it feel, but everything now, especially in metal, everything is just so mechanical, and they spend, you know, all this time making, you know, drums sound like drum machines, so, well, why don't you just use a drum machine? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah I like I put on my favorite stuff, you know, my 60s and 70s stuff that I grew up with. Yes. You know, and like, for example, I put that in the computer to learn how to play a song. We were doing a cover tune. Okay. And I put it in and tried to, li- tried to line it up, tried to light it up with the grid, with a click. And you can't because it was performed live and it pushes and pulls. And it, that's why it feels so good. It's like you're playing to your drummer. You're not playing to a click, you that, know. Yeah. You know, there may be a click in there, but not really. You know, you're supposed to push and pull and... You know, and the band would record it live and they get the right feel. And, you know, it's like all that stuff is, I mean, you can do it now, but nobody does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's no cut and paste. Yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, learn to play your shit, play yeah. the song all the way through, or go home and practice and call me later, you know.
again, it's been a while since Mike Howell's been back in the band, but he's sounding amazing. I know. How lucky do you get? You know, you get to our age, and then you get your old singer back, and he's better than he was when he was a kid. You know, that's a testament to taking care of yourself and clean living. Yeah, no, it sounds fantastic. And just all the other guys, the whole band, just... Cool. Yeah, well, it seems to be working. We're having a lot of fun. And I notice you're doing the, the Mega Cruise as well. Is that in October? Yeah. Anthrax. With all, our, all our old friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so was it Anthrax, Megadeth? Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Testament, everybody. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the middle-aged, it's the middle-aged cruise. <laughs> <laughs> but let's recapture our youth cruise. So can I just go back just a little bit now, when you very first started? So what was your main influences? My main influence started uh, for me with the Beatles. Um, that's my first memory is the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and then I wanted to be a drummer. And so I played drums until I was about 12. Then I switched, picked up the bass and played bass till for a couple of years. And then I switched to guitar. And uh, But my earliest influence was the Beatles. And then when I switched to guitar, and then it was all the typical, you know, classic 70s rock stuff, which I still love to this day. But biggest influence on me is uh, like Pete Townsend. And then Alex Lifeson is a big influence. I have to say uh, Lifeson is probably one of my biggest influences. And were you self-taught? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the way to go. Everyone was self-taught. Well, yeah. I mean, well, for rock, yeah. I mean, taking some lessons at first just to learn the basics, like, how to tune, you know, stuff like that. You know, that that's always a good idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if you don't have anybody to show you just the real basic stuff and how to be in tune and, like, your first bar chord, something like that. But once you get that, then learn by listening. See, it work, and then you learn feel and stuff like that. You don't get caught up in, you know, trying to read music, and so, which is fine, but not for rock and guitar. <laughs> Unless you're a studio cat, you know. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so when you write, so you don't think in keys or anything, you just write what feels best. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't want, yeah, I, it's rock and roll. You don't want to overthink it. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are a lot of bands like that. You hear it and think, oh, you know, it's overthought. Yeah, exactly. You know, but then at the same time, you know, I'm a big prog rock fan, which is definitely overthought, yeah. but in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so I guess it depends on the application. You yeah. know, if you're just going to play metal and rock, then nah, don't think about it too much. If you're going down the prog road, yeah, then think about it. Yeah, then it's fun. Then it's a whole other, the whole other mindset. Well, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really a trip to be yeah. so far away from home and realize that people know who the hell we are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, now the, the metal's still pretty big down here, which is good. Good, good. That's awesome. Thanks very much again for your time. I really appreciate it, Kurt. Oh, no, that's my pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll, well, we'll definitely see you on for, you know, the shows in Melbourne. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there. Cool, man. All right. Thanks All very right. much. All right. You have a great... I was, is it morning there? What, what is it? Yeah, there? yeah early, is it? early morning. It's eight, uh, quarter past eight in the morning. Yeah. Oh, on Thursday, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Hey, you have a great day, man. Yeah, thank you. And I'll catch up with you in Melbourne real soon. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you. See you then. Okay, bye-bye. So thank you, Kurt, once again for a really good interview, a really friendly guy, and hope to see everyone at the concerts. Now, one last thing, let's listen to my new sponsorship advert from my music school, Roach Music School. 
Roach Music School. We offer lessons for guitar, piano, drums, ukulele, bass guitar, and trumpet. Concerts are held every six months, located in South Meringue. See the link in the show notes to contact us today or search on Google Roach Music School. Skype lessons are now available. Are you ready to become the next rock star? Rock star.